this is one of the blessings of being able to meet together like this every Sunday morning that we regularly have a heart check to make sure that there's room, to make sure that we haven't let the busyness uh, overtake us and forget about who life really is and what life is really all about. And I want to thank each of you um, for your prayers for me over the last few weeks um, in uh, my recovery uh, from surgery. Um, Progress is being made. Um, The floor doesn't look nearly as far away from me as it did. Um, I never think of myself as being that tall because it's just normal for me. But I really felt really tall the last few weeks whenever I dropped something. And and none of my servants were close enough around to uh, to pick it up for me. Um, my granddaughter, however, yesterday had a great idea. I haven't taken this to, to the authorities yet, but um, I have this little Christmas tree on this table beside my chair, and it has little bells on it. And she said, Papa, you can ring the bell, and I'll come and do whatever you need me to do. And I thought, I like that idea. <laughs> But I, I, like I said, I haven't run that by the authorities yet to see if we're going to implement it. That won't work. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. Um, as I appreciate your prayers, I also ask that you continue because um, this is a, a long, hard recovery. And uh, I didn't realize, the uh, besides the physical part of it, the emotional side of it. And uh, Sherry's told me the other day that Samuel, who's like my number two man, um, next to Sherry on helping me with stuff, asked her the other day, has dad lost his sense of humor? And woo, you know, that got me. And, and, uh, and a partly it's cause I didn't want to laugh, I think. Um, but now I can laugh. And so I'm trying to get that back. And I did notice that I think it is coming back a little bit because even this morning, um, when I was getting dressed, trying to think of what I could wear to be comfortable in, um, I was thinking of the book that um, my book club is reading. Um, a lot of you didn't know I'm in a book club. Yeah, me and two other guys. Um, we read a book, and then if it's good, we tell the other guys you ought to read that, and we give it to them. <laughs> and um, I, was, I was just finished a book that, that one of my book, book club members gave me on the Battle of the Bulge. And I thought of that when I was looking for clothes to wear. Um, and then I was also thankful that I haven't succumbed to the tight suit um, fashion. So I could actually get a suit on, which, and again, I think all that's a little bit of sense of humor kind of coming back. And then I got this from my brother this morning, a text. And he said, um, it'll certainly be fun to have our whole family together for the first time. And that is because his son, Michael, who we support, uh, with missions and his wife, Megan, he and, uh, they and their daughter, Jasna, got on a flight last night um, from South Africa and, are, and already are, in Almer- are already back in the States. So that's a, a great answer to prayer. But then he went on to say this, go get them, Dean, knowing that I was going to be preaching this morning. And he said, have a great Sunday back in the saddle. <laughs> now, I don't think he was trying to be funny, but I got that. <laughs> so maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting better, honey, I'm, hopefully. And, 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 and Sam, never forget what you once told me. The only reason we adopted you anyway was because we needed a slave. Okay? So, all right. 
So, keep praying. Take, take your Bibles, if you would, and look to Luke chapter 2. I've been really looking forward to this morning for the, fa- for the past few weeks. Uh, missing being here, missing you and you. Um, being a part of you was good for me and made me extra thankful for all the work that's being done to make the, the stream possible and, and so effective. Uh, but I want to read from Luke chapter 2 this morning and talk just a few minutes uh, about one of the great aspects of Christmas um, as it relates to our Lord Jesus. As everything in Christmas should, and if we're doing stuff that doesn't, you know, as Mark was praying, we ought to trim that stuff out. Because this is an important time to remember what God has done for us in Christ. Um, Luke chapter 2, starting with verse uh, 28. 20 is, is, yes, verse 28. Simeon took him in his arms, speaking of Jesus, and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. For those of you who have been at Midway for a while, know this is this story of Simeon and his statement and, and his action with the baby are, are one of my favorite things uh, in the Bible, period, especially related to Christmas. Thinking of this man, this prophet, who spent his whole life waiting on Jesus to come. He was one of the only ones in Israel that was doing that. He had a, he had a single focus of waiting on the Messiah. And the Holy Spirit had let him know as a prophet that he was going to see the promised one before he died. And the day Joseph and Mary brought Jesus in to, to accomplish all the customs of the law, brought him into the temple, he saw that baby and he knew that he could die now. What, what, a, just, what a great, great thing he got to do. You know, all his life waiting and then he actually got to hold the baby. I love holding babies. But he got to hold the baby. And he saw in that child salvation. He knew himself to be a sinner, even though he was a prophet. He knew he was a sinner. He knew that it was through this baby that he was holding his hands that his sins were forgiven. Not because he was a prophet, not because he was such a great guy, not because he kept his single focus on the coming of the Messiah, all those things being great. He knew the reason that this baby was his salvation is because he believed in this baby. He believed this was no ordinary baby. He believed that his sins were literally going to be taken out of his life and he wasn't going to be held accountable for them anymore because of this baby, who he was and what he was going to do. He knew that. He believed that. And because of that, when he, when he held this baby in his hands, he was looking literally at salvation, the salvation of the Lord. And isn't that what they named him? The salvation of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus. He is salvation. And Simeon knew that. Simeon declared that. And then he made this 
wonderful statement that, that, that I just want to worship him for this morning. I want us to celebrate this morning. When he says, for my eyes have, he, again, he says he could dismiss, I'll, I'll just read the whole thing again. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. He says, I can die now. I've done what I needed to do. I've done what you said I was going to get to do. I can die. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. That's us, folks. That's us. And Jesus is our light too. Oh, he, was for, he came for glory for his people Israel. You know, they, they have the opportunity through Jesus to return to their glorious status in the world. And they're, and they're going to have that status for all eternity. That's according to God's plan. But also he includes in his great story of salvation, he includes all of us. And Jesus himself, is the light of revelation for us. God revealing his plan through this person. Now, thank God that our country, the country that most of us grew up in here, the United States of America, thank God that we have had this Christian influence that we've had for these many years. We thank God for, for the, the influence of his word throughout, throughout every aspect of our culture. And even though... You know, we wonder about things these days and, and if that influence is still there. It's still there. It's still there. Signs of that are seen during Christmas. I mean, if you watch any of the, any of the Christmas um, shows, you know, on television, you, you hear some of these great songs about Jesus, about who he is and what he came to do. You hear those on the, on the airwaves. You hear it on the radio. Now, there's lots of other songs and stuff too, but he is there. The word of God is there. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing, and it's a, it's a great advantage for us. I've mentioned before how, how thankful I am for what Charles Schultz did in his, in his television special with, with Peanuts and Charlie Brown and the gang, you know, Snoopy and all those guys. How Linus, the little guy with the blanket, you know, at the, at the school play, he quoted from Luke and, and quoted from Scripture the Christmas story. That's gone all around the world, translated in scores of languages. The Word of God and this story about Jesus Christ, the Son of God coming into this world. This is the light of revelation for the Gentiles. This is the, the hope that we have that he has, has opened our eyes so that we can see how through him and through him only we can be saved. We can be forgiven of our sins. And we can then, as, as forgiven children of God, we can then live in this dark world with the light of Jesus in our lives. I was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago um, in my Lazy Boy Somebody suggested I should bring my lazy boy here, and I've thought about that, but I need it at home. I'm there more. Um, 
I got a, a text of somebody that was really going through just this really, really hard thing. And my natural inclination is, you know, give them a call or go see them or whatever I can do. But I wasn't in a position to do either of the things. And it just hit me. As that family was in this dark, dark place, going through just terrible things, I remembered that passage from Psalm 139 that Dan read this morning of how the darkness isn't dark to him. Even the darkness is lit up by Jesus. And I I prayed for that family at that moment just thinking, you know what? They're going to be okay. They're going to make it through this because they've got Jesus. He's going to light up their lives and their environment even in the darkest hour. That's what he does. That was the picture that was being painted for us. There in Bethlehem, with that star shining, with the angels bringing their illumination, letting us see that in the, in the midst of darkness, and listen, Jesus came into the world at a dark time. I think all times in this world have been dark since Adam and Eve fell. But that was a dark time that Jesus came, in, came into Bethlehem. I mean, just think of what was about to happen you know, not too long after his birth, when Herod gets word that the, king, the, the new king of the Jews has been born, he's saying, oh, no, that's, that's my family line. We're not, we're not letting David's line back in anymore. Those kind of things. He decided he would kill any babies that were born that were two years old or, or under. Imagine that. Imagine the darkness of that, that their ruler, that their authority was that kind of person. We think of ourselves as living in pretty dark times right now, and and we are. There's a lot of darkness. But that was dark. That was the world that Jesus came into. And the picture of that birth shows us the light that was coming into the world through this baby. Jesus himself said, you can turn turn with me to John chapter 8. John's gospel. John chapter 8, verse 12. Look what he says about himself. John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of the world. Of life. Jesus knows this is a dark place that we're living in. He lived here. He's not only been watching since creation, but he also has been intimately involved. He lived here. He knows it. And as we look at his life, we see the darkness that he had to live in. But as he lived, and so all of us who follow him, all of us who who believe in him, we then have light in the midst of this darkness. This is one of the great, great things for us to remember during Christmas time. As we're seeing all the lights, don't, don't get distracted by the prizes being given for the lights. Don't be distracted by comparing and judging the, the, the lights. 
Be thankful for every light that's put up, that, that every light that's displayed. Be thankful for the picture that that is of what this event is all about, of what this person is all about. See those lights and say, thank you, God, for lighting up the darkness, not just for the whole world, but for me. Because we go through the darkness. That's part of our calling. As the Lord Jesus did, we walk through the darkness. And sometimes it gets really dark. But when we remember who Jesus is and what he came to do, that he will give us the ability, even in the midst of that darkness, to see his light. And also, not only to see it and to benefit from from the thought of what he's done for us. Because remember, our strength, even in the darkest moments, he taught Israel this back in, in Nehemiah. Our strength, even in the darkest moments, is the joy of the Lord. And as we remember what that baby came to do and what he has done for us personally, and that's for all of us who believe, what he did for us personally, that he can lift us up even in those dark moments and remind us, hey, this is a tough time. This is a hard time. I don't know how this is all going to turn out, but I do know one thing. I'm going to be in his presence. I'm going to be in his presence, and this dark situation that I'm in right now can't take that away from me. And nobody else can take that away from me. I am his, and he is mine, and I am on my way to his glory. That thought, that brings the joy back, and that gives us the strength that we need to go through whatever it is that we need to go through. And then we also remember that not only is Jesus the light of the world, But because he, by the power of his Holy Spirit, comes to live in each one of us who believe, then he also uses us in this darkness to shine like he does. And so even in the darkness of this hour, or any hour that you're facing, even when the darkness seems so dark that you can't see what's going on and you can't see how he can be working out good for this as he's promised to you can't see how this is helping you grow you can't see how this is helping anybody in any way remember what he's done for you let him restore to you that joy and bring you that strength so that you also can not only benefit from what he's done for you in shining the light but also he can shine that light through you he told his disciples after he mentioned to them that he was the light of the world, he also told them this. He said, you are the light of the world. You. Now, he was specifically talking to those disciples, but that also feeds over into us because we're just like them. We're men and women of flesh. We're we're not him. We're not God and man. We're just man. And we struggle. And we're weak and we're frail. But he told them and he tells us, because of what I'm doing in your life, because of who I am, the light of the world, in your life, no matter how dark the way might get, you are the light of the world too. Because of what I've done for you, because of who I've put in you, because of what I've called you to, you also can shine like I do in the darkest of places. 
And so, as we face the darkness, and we will, and we do, let's remember, we're not in there alone. That baby who came to Bethlehem, he came for us. I like what Bill quoted this morning in the welcoming prayer. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, well, wait a minute, we're talking about his birth here, not his death. No, it's all tied together. It's all tied together. He came to die. We celebrate his death. That's why... That's why on, on Friday when we, get, when we get together to um, have the Christmas Eve services, that's why we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper because his birth and his death are inseparable. He died to himself even becoming born, even, even submitting to the plan. He died to himself. That's why Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes, he became poor. That's what that's about. He's dying to himself to leave his glory, to leave the the, the wonder of, of the heavenlies to come to live in this world. He died to himself and he did it for us. So we need to remember that. We need to personalize that. Don't let this just be an event, you know, for our culture. Don't let this just be traditions. Let Remember, this is personal. This is personal. He's a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and you are one. He did this for you. He did this to light up your life, to give you hope so that you know that you're forgiven. If you're not walking in that hope, understand you can. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're forgiven of your sins and you're going to live for eternity in his glory. You can know that. You don't have to wonder. If you're wondering if you're good enough for that, then I want to tell you, the word of God says you don't have to wonder any longer. You're not forgiven. You have to understand, you have to believe that Jesus is the one who forgives. Not you. Not your actions. Not your reformations. Not your vows. Not your, you know, your promises to do better, to get better. He alone is the one who forgives. Without any assistance from us, he does it. And so if you're not trusting in him to forgive your sins, the word of God says you're not forgiven. You're not forgiven. As many times as you've gone to church, as many good things as you've tried to do, you're not forgiven unless you're trusting in him. When the Apostle John, in John 1, 12, was describing what Jesus came to do, he said all these people rejected him, most of his family members, most of his, his, the people that he grew up with, all the people of his country, they almost all rejected him, but he said this, but to those who received him, and then he describes what that means, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, that's what it's about. Believing in him, believing in that baby, believing in what that baby came to do, believing in how he came, what he did, 
how he died, how he rose from the dead, believing that he did all of that and that he did it for you. When you believe in him, then you can have assurance, absolute guarantee that you are safe in his hands and that you are going to spend eternity, not just this life, but you are going to spend eternity in his hands and in his glory. He wants all of us to have that assurance. He wants all of us to walk in that light. That's what he's talking about. One of the things he's talking about when he says, I'm the light of the world, and he who follows me will never walk in darkness. He doesn't want us to walk in that darkness of doubt. He doesn't want us to wonder, oh no, have I been good enough? Have I gone to church enough? Have I said enough prayers? Have I been nice enough? He doesn't want us wandering around in life wondering that stuff. He wants us to walk with confidence and boldness knowing that we didn't deserve any of this, any of the blessings that he's pouring out in our lives and he's going to for eternity. He wants us to know that. And to be bold and understand that we are forgiven, not because of good things that we've done, but because of what he has done for us. Christmas is about that assurance. Christmas is about showing the lengths to which God went to save us. He did this to be a light for us so that we could see, so that we could understand, so that we could know so don't let, this, don't let this week be wasted. I know there's still a lot more to do. Don't let that take this away. If it means not getting some of it done, I'm going to apologize to you right now. You're not getting a Christmas card from us this year. I'm sorry. It hurts me. But it's not happening. I couldn't, you know... With all it was, going, we, can, we can pull it off. And I'm sorry. I feel guilty every time I open one of your cards. I'm thinking, they're not getting one for me. And then because of my emotional status, I start to cry. <laughs> if, if you can't, don't. If, if it's getting too crazy for you to focus on what this is about, call a team meeting, whoever your team is, say, hey, we've got to take some time out of this mess, of, of this business. we got to we got to refocus. If you see it happen, if you feel it happen, don't waste this week. This is a great week to focus on what God has done for us in Christ. Don't let the other good stuff that's going on that, that can enhance that, don't let that rob us of it. Focus on him. He's who the focus should be on always, but especially now especially now. He didn't didn't do this so that we could go crazy. He did this so that we could have boldness, so we could have confidence, so that we could walk in his light and shine brightly in our darkness, whatever that darkness is. So let's not waste it. Even if, if coming Christmas Eve, is too much. Now, am I really saying this? You got to decide if it's too much. Call it off. Not, not the whole thing, just your part in it. And if you've got a part in it, you know, let us know as ahead of time as you can. Take charge. Take charge and make sure that you are looking to the light 
of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. And if you haven't put your trust in him yet, let this be the day. Start this week off great. This week of Christmas 2021, let this be the time when you finally give up your other efforts and you put your trust in the one who can save you. He's the only one who could say this. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what the light of the world says. That's who the light of the world is. Put your trust in him. Get things right with him. And let all the other stuff take their place as, as it needs to be placed. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is for us to possess your word. And for those of us who believe in Jesus to also have your Holy Spirit living in us, to turn the light on in our minds so that we can see this light for revelation. So that we can see who Jesus is and what he did for us and what he's doing now. So that we can rest in all of his promises. So that we can live this life in light even when we're in the darkest of darkness. We thank you. Lord Jesus, for being the light of the world. And we thank you for what you've done in us and are doing in us that we might also shine as your lights in this dark world. May we do it well this week. And we ask that you would be honored as we remember the importance of this event as it relates to us individually and as families and as a church and in our, in our community that we would be bold spokespeople bragging even about what you have done for us in Christ and how you've done this for all who believe in you and that everyone who calls on your name will be saved help us to be careful to let people know where our hope is and why we believe what we believe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.